my beloved listeners i welcome you to yet another week of freedom uh, freedom podcast it's uh, such a wonderful privilege to be alive today such a wonderful privilege to keep enjoying god's faithfulness week after week we give him all the glory honor and adoration um, for the past episodes, we want to bless his holy name for all he has been teaching us, you know. And that's where we have the confidence that if, if he has taught us those deep things in the past episodes, then it means he must still have more in store for us uh, this week and even in weeks to come. So I want to appreciate you for taking your time to listen to these uh, wonderful episodes. And uh, I want to believe you're also applying the principles in your lives. And it's my prayer that as you keep doing that, your testimony will become noticeable to all around you in the name of Jesus. And you know, uh, if you look at John chapter 11, you know, this, um, there's this something that happened when Jesus Christ was coming over to raise Lazarus that I like to talk to people about because it's, it's a very vital concept. You know, there was a time Jesus Christ earlier had gone to the house of Mary and Martha and uh, Martha was busy trying to prepare what Jesus was going to eat and Mary sat down at the feet of Jesus listening to him. And Martha became uncomfortable. I remember I told uh, Jesus, hey, tell my sister to come and help me. And Jesus said, I'm sorry, I can't tell Mary to come and help you. Mary has chosen the right path. Mary is sitting down listening to my words. I can't take that from her, you know. So after some time, Lazarus had died and uh, they sent for Jesus and Jesus was coming over to raise Lazarus. And the Bible says, Martha heard that Jesus was coming. She ran out to meet Jesus and she started telling Jesus, uh, if you had been here, Master, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Uh, Jesus said, well, I'm here now, I'm the resurrection and the life. You know, they were engaging in talks, they were, you know, engaging in conversation. She would say one thing, Jesus would say another thing. And uh, information got to Mary the Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus earlier and Mary also rose up and ran out to meet Jesus guess what she did as soon as she met Jesus she fell down and worshiped and said the same thing that Martha had said earlier master if you had been here my brother would not have died the next question from the mouth of Jesus is where have you laid him Jesus could no longer stand any conversation he needed to raise Lazarus immediately now, what's the difference between what Martha did and what Mary did? Martha started talking without worshipping. Mary worshipped first before talking. And she got Jesus, yeah, she got Jesus to, I mean, to be moved with compassion. And Jesus could no longer stand it. He just needed to go and raise Lazarus immediately. Where have you laid him? I have to raise him now. How did Mary know that worship should precede requests? because she had been sitting at the feet of jesus so when you keep listening to these episodes when you keep listening to this podcast before you know it you will begin to get some results from god that some of some people who are not living who are not listening to the word of god those who are not spending time in god's word they'll be wondering why certain things are happening to you and it's not happening to them why some things are working for you it's not working for them why you're enjoying some favor they are not enjoying and both of you are christians because matter wasn't a sinner both of you are christians but when you spend time listening to the word of god you know certain things that can put you ahead even in the journey of life so it's my prayer once again that you keep listening to this uh 
revelation from the word of god the result will become evident in your life and people will see the hand of god upon your life in the name of jesus so this week is another opportunity for us to learn at the feet of jesus just like mary and um, we'll be looking at a topic that is very vital the topic is nevertheless at thy word nevertheless at thy word as engaging the creative force in the word of god the topic is nevertheless at thy word that's engaging the creative force in the word of god i will take a text from luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11 luke chapter 5 1 to 11 uh, let us pray our father and our god we thank you for your goodness thanks for your mercy thanks for your loving kindness uh, thank you so much for preserving our lives to witness yet another uh, week uh, of this particular podcast. Thank you so much for everything you've told us in time past. Thanks for the testimonies and thank you for what you're doing and what you're still going to do. I accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Now I commit the hearts of my listeners into your hands. Make their hearts fertile soil that they may receive the implantation of your word and that the result may become evident in their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, teach us yourself, cause us to hear your voice and give us understanding. And at the end of this session, take all the glory and let all the blessings be ours. Thank you for always answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at, uh, let's take our text, Luke chapter 5, I'll read 1 to 11. Now I'll be reading from authorized King James Version, AKJV. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two sheep standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and told the people out of the ship. Verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered, said unto him, Master, we have toyed all the night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. And when they had, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so, they be- so that they began to sink. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished and all that were with him. At the drought of the fishes which have been taken, which they are taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, that is the word of the Lord. That's the text. And uh, it's a popular story uh, I know most of us will not be hearing it for the first time it's just that there's something important that the Lord will be reaching out to us I mean speaking to us about from this so you know from what we read Peter had fished all night and it's very important that we mention at this level that Peter wasn't a learner Peter wasn't uh, an apprentice when it comes to fishing he was a professional that's what he did for a living that was not the first time they were fishing in that lake it's what is his job okay so he went as usual 
at the right time to the right league he went there and that night was a total failure he caught nothing not even one small tilapia it's that it's like all the fishes held a meeting and they decided that once you see the net of peter take off nothing was caught it was an it was uh, it was an un- uncommon dimension of failure okay and they were washing their nets in defeat they were washing it in uh, in despair they were disappointed and jesus showed up asked peter if he could use his boat entered it and he said trust out the little and jesus preached even from the boat of uh, peter and as a reward when it was done peter now lay down your net let me say thank you to you for giving me your boats and he said lay down your nets for a great catch of fish and peter said well sir you are a preacher me i am a fisherman there is no fish in this place we spent all the night hours nothing was caught he now says something very important he said well if you say so nevertheless at thy word i will try again because you say so which is that's our topic now nevertheless at thy word and just by saying nevertheless at thy word he engaged the creative force in the word of god because the moment they let down the nets the bible says they had a great catch of fish that their nets started breaking net breaking catch they invited their friends john uh, james hey come and help us come and help us this fish is too much both they filled all their boats and the boats the boats began to sink from the abundance of the fish now where were those fish all night because if you if you are like me i analyze this particular place now it was the same peter not two peters one peter it was the same lake it was the same boat it was the same nets it was peter who fished all night it was the same lake where he fished it was the same boat he used it was the same net the only different factor was the word the difference between all he did over the night and what he did when it was daybreak was just the word that's just the, that's just the difference and if you are if you have any idea at all about fishing you know for those who have idea it's easier to catch fish at night than during the day because based on the layer of water when it's when when it's sunlight when when um, during the day when everything is bright fishes don't really come to the surface they go high then when it's night everything is cool they come out okay so the 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 right time to fish was the night and he caught nothing the wrong time to fish was the day and that was when he caught the most why the word jesus said let down your net for a catch nevertheless at thy word so peter was like saying even though i have failed even though i have tried all my best even though i have done everything i know how to do uh, even though i have done this i've done that even though i have i have signed up for this i have applied for this uh, nevertheless at thy word i will do this that's exactly what was the word of god is what makes the difference and from that text it's so clear that the word of god has enough creative force resident in it to bring anything into existence the word of god brought those fishes jesus said it is a catch let it down for a catch and all the fishes sent messages to themselves from wherever they were and they gathered into peter's net everybody don't be late it's like they told themselves don't be late i mean i'm going every all the fish gathered right into his net and his story changed 
failure was converted to success defeat was converted to victory so if i ask what is the factor that must be present if failure must be converted to success the answer shall be the word what is the factor that must be present if defeat must be converted to victory the answer is the word what is the factor for disappointment to be converted to testimony what's the answer the word what is the factor that must be present for barrenness to translate into fruitfulness the word what is the factor that must be present for sickness to give way to good health the word what is the factor that must be present for poverty to translate into prosperity the word nevertheless at thy word praise the name of jesus the word of god has the capacity to bring something out of nothing if you remember how god created the world itself in genesis chapter one what did he say genesis chapter one one to three the world was empty everywhere was empty there was a chaotic mass the there was no shape there was nothing you could point to everywhere was dark all God said in verse 3 is, let there be light. And there was light and creation began. And up to now, look at everywhere. All the mountains, look at the mountains, look at the nations, look at the you know the galaxies, look at the stars, look at the moon, look at everything you can see now. Look at this beautiful world. They all came from the word of God. God spoke everything into being. The word of God has the capacity to bring something out of nothing. And that was the experience of Peter. So we're going to look at some examples briefly from the word of god uh maybe about three people or they're about to see how they engage the word how they how they engage the creative force in the word of god the first person we're going to be looking at is virgin mary mary the mother of jesus of course before she became the mother of jesus if you look at luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 38 luke chapter 1 26 to 38 you will find a story there an angel of the Lord Gabriel had visited her. Blessed are thou among women. God has decided to show you favor. You will conceive. Uh, you will conceive a child. The power of God will come upon you. You know, he delivered all the message. A nice, fascinating message. And Mary was like, "How is this thing going to happen? Because I'm not even. I'm a virgin. I've not had intercourse all my life. There's nothing. I've not known any man. How am I going to conceive? Am I going to get pregnant?" And the angel explained. And what did Mary say? After the explanation, Mary said something very important, which I would like you to begin to say in your own life. Mary said, Be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. Do you know what happened immediately? Pregnancy showed up. Be it unto me according to thy word. And pregnancy showed up baby was deposited the word so the question is how did mary conceive jesus mary conceived jesus via the word he said be it unto me according to thy word may i be pregnant as you have said that's the meaning in your own case it can be may i be healed as you have said may i be prosperous as you have said may i succeed as you have said May I enjoy increase as you have said. The Lord said, I will bless the works of your hands. You want to say, be it unto me according to your word. What's the meaning of that? May the works of my hands be blessed as you have said. Moses had been going to Pharaoh. Let my people go. God said, let my people go. God said, let my people go. Pharaoh will not release them. After some time when God has dealt with Pharaoh, Pharaoh called Moses and told him, go as you have said. Underline as you have said. 
according to thy word. And the Israelites left the land of Egypt. So, when you begin to say something like, be it unto me according to thy word, you are indirectly engaging the creative force in the word of God. When you say, be it unto me according to thy word, your education is no longer necessary. Your certificate is no longer necessary. Your, your ability is suspended. God doesn't need anything else. The moment you begin to engage, be it unto me according to thy word, nevertheless I thy word. The word, the potent word of God with his creative force begins to bring fish into your nets, begins to bring something out of your nothing, begins to bring light into your darkness, begins to bring prosperity into your poverty, begins to bring increase into your, into your decrease, begins to bring healing into your sick body. The word of God has the capacity to bring into existence something that has never existed. That's how potent it is. Praise Jesus. Mary became pregnant by saying what? Be it unto me according to thy word. Look at the second example in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 13. Matthew chapter 8, 5 to 13. If you look at the centurion, you know, the servant was sick, went to meet Jesus. Jesus said, ah, I will come and heal him. No, centurion said, no, you don't have to. You don't have to speak the word only. I, I, I see when you read the Bible, look, don't rush. Look at choice of words. It would have been nice if the centurion says, speak the word. That's beautiful. That's acceptable. But why did he put only? He says, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And that's what Jesus said. Jesus only said, go home. Your servant is sealed as you want it. And when he confirmed, when, when he get, got home and he confirmed what, when the, time, the time the servant was healed, it was the same hour that the word left the mouth of Jesus. Now, why did he say, speak the word only? That is a big revelation for somebody listening to me. The word of God does not need assistance get that straight the word of god does not what it doesn't need assistance it doesn't need help ha! the word of god does not need your help don't help the word don't say um, you know i've been barren for some years now and the lord has said this year is my year of fruitfulness i received the word of god and eh, but there's one man also somewhere and they say that man when you you know, when you buy one leaf and you mix it with one other leaf uh, and he says one or two things and he gives you one concussion, then pregnancy shows up. You are trying to help the word. The, the word only. It must be only. It must be only. If you are receiving the word of God, if you are I mean, expecting the word of God to give results in your life, it must be only without any assistance, without any help. Don't embellish, don't package it. Don't package it at all. It's very, very important. If you look at Psalm 19, the Bible said the, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Maybe one day we'll come and treat that more, more and more. But the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. What's that saying? The word of God alone has the ability to convert any soul, not your embellished sermons. Don't help the word of God. It's not the sweetness of your sermon. It's not how beautiful you can talk. It's not your grammar. It's not your philosophy. It's not your psychological input. It's not your quotations. It's not your, it's not your seminary degree. It's the law of the Lord is perfect. 
converting the soul. If you are interested in seeing any soul converted, only the word can do the job. He says, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And that's exactly what happened. Jesus spoke the word only and the servant was healed. Nevertheless, I thy word, engaging the creative force in the word of God. Now, look at the third example uh, in Matthew 14, 28 to 29. In Matthew 14, 28 to 29, Peter walked on the water. It's a popular story, right? Peter walked on the water. Now, what had happened? Jesus was seen walking on the water, you know, in the night watch, and the disciples were in the boats. They had struggled with the boat because the storm, there was a storm. And uh, they became afraid and they were hey, they were shouting, This is this person must be a ghost. They were not sure if it was Jesus or not, because up to that time, Jesus had never walked on water in their presence. So they were like contemplate is a ghost. Jesus said, No, I'm not a ghost, it's I. Don't be afraid. It's me. It is Jesus, it's your master. Peter said, Really? Okay, if it is you, ask me to come. That's what Peter said. Peter said, If you are the one, ask me to come. Jesus said only one word. I like the word of God. Jesus didn't construct a sentence. Jesus didn't prepare the heart of Peter. Jesus didn't give an introduction, then the body of the message before the conclusion. Jesus didn't summarize the theory. Jesus only said one word. C-O-M-E. Come. That's all. The word only. Jesus said what? Come. One word. And Peter stepped out of the boat and he stepped on the water and the water became solidified under his feet and he walked on the water to go meet Jesus. Now, I know somebody will say, eh, but after some time, as he was walking on the water and then there was now wind and there was storm and Peter became distracted and he began to sink, I know. But the question is, did he walk or not? <laughs> he did. At least before he became distracted and he began to sink, he walked on calm. Jesus said, come, and he walked on that calm alone. And that tells me something, that you can also walk on the water in any area of your life. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, Hebrews 1 3 says, God upholds all things by the word of his power. These are deep scriptures. You know the meaning of that? God upholds all things. Open the brackets in front of all things. God upholds the universe, the planet, the galaxies, the stars, the moon. He upholds all the planets. He upholds human beings, animals, plants, the weather. He upholds the mineral resources. God upholds all things. Destinies of men. God upholds all things by the word of his power. Everything is still functional now because of the word of his power. He upholds everything. He's not allowing anything to fall just by the word of his power. So it is the word of God alone that is carrying everything that you call human existence. The sun is still shining because of the word. There's still winter because of the word. Because say as lo- as long as the earth remained, sea time and harvest will not cease. Cold and see- cold and uh, and hot season will not cease. He has spoken already that there must be cold season, there must be hot season. So ev- and he doesn't have to do it afresh. He had already spoken. Everything is upheld by the word of his power your life is upheld by the word of his power your health is upheld by the word of his power everything happening on this planet is upheld suspended held in shape by the word of his power 
That's what the Bible says. So you can you can walk on calm. You can walk on the water in any area of life. If Jesus tells you to do something, that thing must be done. If he tells you, all you need to do is be it unto me according to your word. If God says walk on the water, my brother, my sister, just step out of the boat and walk. I'm telling you. If God says sit on that chair and you look and there's no chair, just sit before you, before you touch the ground, chair, chair will appear. Just sit. Anything it tells you to do, do it. When he speaks, the there, there is don't forget the word only there is enough ability in the word of god to cause things that be not to be he told a man of 100 years and a woman of 90 years that by this time at the courtesy of i will visit you you shall have a son Sarah, Sarah was 90 if menopause starts at 45 to 50 Sarah was like menopause times 2 and despite the fact that she was past the age of childbearing because the Lord has spoken that he will give her a child that the womb of Sarah will carry a baby that's exactly what happened that's exactly what happened uh, Sarah became pregnant Abraham impregnated Sarah Sarah because the Bible says the body of Abraham was as good as dead but dead or not he will impregnate Sarah Sarah carried the pregnancy till full term and she delivered she delivered a baby and she even gave suck she lactated milk came out of the breast of a 90 year old woman she didn't delegate it it was not surrogacy she carried it herself delivered it breastfed it until Isaac grew. Why? Because the Lord upholds all things, including wombs, by the word of his power. Who has told you that your womb cannot carry babies? Where are you getting that from? Who is talking? Who is it that said a thing and a comment to pass when the Lord has not, uh, has not, has not confirmed it? The Lord has not said something and it's coming to pass. No, it, uh, it is his own counsel. The Bible says never, de- I mean, there are many devices in the heart of him and nevertheless the counsel of the Lord only that shall stand. It doesn't matter what anybody is saying. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for beautiful physicians. Thank God for all the economic thing. I mean, thank God for all the medical practices. They are nice. That's not the problem. The issue is, do you have a come? As God said, come. Has God spoken concerning your matter? If the answer is yes, that's the one you should hold on to because that's the one that will uphold you. That's the one that will forget about the condition of your womb. If the Lord has said your womb is carrying a baby, talk like Mary, be it unto me according to your word. Forget about the diagnosis, that womb is carrying the baby. If the Lord said you are healed, forget about the symptoms. It doesn't matter. If he has said you are healed by his, and he has actually said it that by my stripes you are healed, claim that and hold on to it. Sickness will give way to healing. It's a law. God upholds all things by the word of his power. Jesus didn't need to lay hands on that centurion servant. Jesus, Jesus was somewhere else. He was in a different geographical location. And he only pronounced that boy healed. And the word of God traveled to the location of that boy and made sure the boy was healed. The word of God knows your address. The word of God knows your bedroom. The word of God knows where your womb is. The word of God knows the composition of your blood. The word of God understands the language of your cell tissues, organs, and system. The word of God knows what can 
take the, what can take care of your backache the word of god knows what can you know generate healing in your legs there is not even your vision your your eyes the word of god has the capacity to to sharpen your there's nothing the word of god cannot accomplish because everything you see on earth they came by the word and everything on earth as a result must respond to the word that is the way it is so those are wonderful examples i want you to look at and begin to look at your own life the word of god generated result in the life of virgin mary the centurion servant and even peter he walked on the water i want you to take time and meditate on that there's nothing impossible with you if only you have the word that's why people who are close to me i don't do things unless i have a word because that's my anchor i don't like to engage on any project until i have a word because that's what i'm going to hold on to that's my own walking on water so in case anything is going wrong in case any storm arises i hold on to the word it's very important very very important second peter chapter 1 verse 23 and 25 second peter 1 23 and 25 it says the bible says you are born of the word if you are born again if you're a christian you are born of the word and that word abides forever what is the meaning of that as a christian the word of god is your source the word of god is your source and so you cannot live or exist or function properly outside the world you can't expect a fish to function properly outside water the same way your life on earth must be based on the word of god your earth your finance your family your marriage your children everything about your life your career your ministry everything about your life must be based on the word of god that's the only way you can function the way god has ordained you to function because any fish that tries to function outside the aquatic habitat is going to live a frustrated life and death will even be inevitable so you can't live successfully if you're a christian outside the word of god your glory your shine is in the word you must live by the word of god because being born again means being born by the word of god that live it and abide it forever praise the name of the lord so like i said you can walk on the water in any area of your life all you need to declare is nevertheless i die word isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 says the flowers faded the grasses wither but the word of the lord stands forever everything in fact jesus said the earth can pass away heaven can pass away everything can pass away but the word will not pass away they must be fulfilled so the word of god is the only thing that will remain when nothing else is remaining and that's why if you base your life on the word of god anything happening around you may be happening your case will be different and I pray that your case will actually be different in the name of Jesus. And note this, from the life of Peter, we saw something. Even when you lose focus, you know, he was walking on the water and he saw the wind, he saw the storm and he began to sink. What did he do? He still called on the word. He said, Lord, save me. And the word of God, who is Jesus Christ, stretched forth and saved him. So maybe you are even walking in faith. You are walking on the water. You are walking on the word the Lord has given you. And something is going on. Something is going wrong. Like, you know, you begin to doubt. You begin to doubt. Is this thing working or not working? And you begin to sink. You see that your life is sinking. It is sinking. You still need to call on the word. You still need to call on Jesus Christ to save you. And he will so when you are walking on the world and you get distracted and you begin to sink you need to get back into the world in order to stay afloat that is the way it is you can't keep going away from the world the world is still going to save you you need to get back into the world 
there are some of us who used to live by the word and after some time because of economic crisis because uh, we lost our job uh, we now we now began to live somehow you are doing something you don't used to do before now you lie now you cheat now you falsify figure just to make a living and uh, you are you are you are really sinking you see your life that you are really sinking this is not the way you used to be before don't remain in that condition get back into the world then you will stay afloat again that's the way it works it's very very important so i want to conclude by saying you need to start living your life based on the word of god and your story of defeat will definitely change to that of victory like that of peter what happened to peter can happen to you because jesus is the same yesterday today and forever when you start living your life based on the word of god you will begin to have testimonies of defeat turning to victory and the word of god contains answers on every aspect of human life all you need to do is to locate it and engage it and and the creative force in it will bring to be what has not been in the mighty name of jesus so i'll be speaking some words over your life shortly but i want to be sure you are born of the word because what i'm going to be talking about what i'm going to be what's going to be coming out of my mouth is the word and if you are not born of the word you can't partake the word answers to those who are born of the word so uh for the decrees to have effect in your life for the lord to honor these words in your life you will need to belong to the world you need to be born of the world because psalm 107 verse 20 psalm 107 verse 20 said he sent his word and healed them and saved them from their destruction i am in a different location from where you are listening to me but the word of god can be sent the word of god knows your postal code the word of god knows your address he sent his word and the word healed them and saved them from their destruction those he sent it to it met them in their location and delivered the uh, the result so i'm going to be speaking over your life shortly but i want to be sure you are born again so if you are not born again you have not surrendered your life to jesus christ uh, i don't want to take chances i'll just give you an opportunity to do that quickly so that we can be on the same page before we begin to pray so if you want to surrender your life to jesus christ or you a backslider you want to come back to him say this prayer uh, after me you're going to say lord jesus i am a sinner i cannot help myself and that's why I need your salvation. Please come into my life today. Wash away all my sins. And set me free from every form of bondage. That sin has attracted into my life. I confess you as my Lord and Savior today. Write my name in the book of life. And help me to live for you from today onward. Thank you Jesus for saving me. Amen. As you have spoken in the ears of God. I pray the Lord will do so unto you in the name of Jesus. By reason of this prayer, you have just said uh, to God now, your sins are forgiven. The blood of Jesus washes away all your transgressions and your names are written in the book of life. The power of Satan and the power of sin is broken over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, uh, there was a time Jesus was in the boat, he was traveling with disciples and the Bible said there was a storm, there was a great storm and the storm was almost capsizing the boat and the disciples became afraid, they had to go wake up Jesus, carry not that we perish and Jesus rose up and said, hey, why are you doubting, why are you, why are you struggling and he just raised up his hand and he spoke, he said peace be still, he rebuked the wind and the Bible said there was a great calm, Jesus calmed the storm, a storm was raging, Jesus calmed the storm and there was peace. 
Now, also a few months ago, uh, in the part of the city where I live in, there was a major hailstorm, you know, in the low in my own location. And I remember what Jesus did when there was a storm. Because the storm was so heavy that it was capable of damaging in fact actually damage a lot of things if you it's, it's, it's in the news it's not something that happened secretly there was a major hailstorm and uh, so i went to the window and uh in our room and i looked outside the window and demanded that the storm should cease in the name of jesus and that's what he did the storm ceased and there was no damage in our home whatsoever in fact, even though it's unfortunate, even though there were some damages in our neighborhood, in our environment, before it stopped, but the testimony I am sharing with you now is the storm ceased and there is no damage. There's nothing you can point at in my house that was damaged as a result of that storm. Jesus calmed the storm several years ago and he calmed it again a few months ago, which confirms the father what is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that tells me that it can still calm your own storm. And that's why, as I make these decrees over your life, I want you to say resounding amen, which means you are in agreement with whatever I'm saying. So I engage the same authority in the name of Jesus. The God Almighty who commanded light to shine out of darkness, I engage his authority. And I demand that every storm in your own life to decease now in the name of Jesus. I command every storm in your health, every storm in your body, every storm in your cell, every storm in your tissue, every storm in your organs, every storm in your system, every storm in your health that is denying you perfect health, every storm that is preventing you from enjoying fullness of health, every storm that is manifesting as rheumatism, arthritis, any storm that is manifesting as cancer, as tumors, any storm that is preventing you from enjoying a comfortable healthy life in the name of jesus i demand this moment let them be still in the name of jesus i command every storm in your life to cease every storm in your finances every storm that is manifesting as poverty every storm that is manifesting as inability to pay your bills every storm that is manifesting as disfavor that others are getting employed you are being rejected every storm that is manifesting as the garment of hatred that people don't just want to help you today i command that storm to cease in the name of jesus every storm in your family Every storm that is causing you to have problems over your children, over your spouses, over your family members, every storm raging in your family this moment, I demand in the name of Jesus, peace be still. Let the storm cease in the name of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus rebuked the wind and there was a great calm. I rebuke every contrary wind blowing against your health. I rebuke every contrary wind blowing against your finances. I rebuke every contrary wind blowing against your family. I rebuke every every contrary wind blowing against your career i rebuke every contrary wind blowing against your ministry in the name of jesus every garment of shame that is preventing you from enjoying favor every garment of embarrassment and disappointment today i command such garments to catch fire in the name of jesus let everything that is not working 
working in your life begin to work in the name of jesus i demand this moment the bible says he sent his word and his word healed them and saved them from their destruction i send the healing power of god to your own location wherever you are let the healing power of god locate you and heal you and save you from your destruction in the name of jesus god confirms the words of his servant and perform the counsel of his messenger i decree in the name that's above every other name that everything you have lost this moment there shall be restoration every opportunity you have lost there shall be restoration i cover you with the garment of favor beginning from now everywhere you go wherever your name is mentioned favor shall speak for you in the name of jesus by reason of you listening to this episode and by reason of you listening to this decrease i demand and i engage the creative force in the word of god on your behalf and i demand that the word of god begins to generate results in your life in the name of jesus everything you have believed God for they are coming to pass no more delay the God who brought a child out of a marriage of a hundred year old man and a 90 year old woman that God is making the impossibility to become possible in your life in the name of Jesus if you are listening to me and you are still barren they are calling you childness I demand now let the power of God locate your womb and bring fruitfulness out of your barrenness in the name of jesus the lord god who commanded light to shine out of darkness that same god i he commands fruitfulness to manifest out of your barrenness in the name of jesus by the authority in the name of jesus i convert your poverty to prosperity i convert your defeat to victory i convert your sickness to healing i convert every shame to glory anything that is not giving god glory in your life beginning from now they are getting transformed in the name of jesus whatsoever that's made people to ask where is your god this moment they are changing in your favor in the mighty name of jesus as i have decreed it over your life so shall it be in the name of god the father god the son and god the holy spirit in jesus mighty name i have decreed amen say resounding amen praise the name of the lord hallelujah we give god the glory for what he has done today and uh, we appreciate him because we know testimonies we follow this it's written already he confirms the word of his servant and he performs the counsel of his messengers his word doesn't come back to him void it must fulfill that for which it has been sent so get ready for your testimonies and uh, the lord will glorify himself in your life in jesus name so now for those of us who have surrendered their lives to jesus christ you are saved now uh, we appreciate if you send us an email to info at glem.org info at gloem.org so that we can send you a material that will help you to grow in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ so that you can learn more about him you can you can have access to i mean more doses of the word so if you send us that email we'll be able to make that material available to you and we also want to invite you to join our community of believers for our online uh, fellowship every sunday 7 to 8 p.m mountain time so it's via zoom app you will need to download zoom app on your phone or your laptop or desktop and uh, send us an email also so that we can send you the link to the meeting room it's just one hour anywhere you are all over the world just one hour 7 to 8 p.m mountain time so check what mountain time is in your own time zone so that you can convert the time and know when to enter the room and the lord bless you as you make yourself available uh, for this meeting where you have opportunity to hear more of the word of god in the name of jesus um also 
take your time and visit our website at www.gloem.org www.gloem.org there are wonderful materials there that can bless you publications blogs all manners of great mysteries that the lord has revealed over the years they are there in form of books in form of articles in form of materials that you can just go there assess them and then your life will be uh, transformed as a result and uh, lastly i also wanted to like our facebook page at gloem.org our facebook page at gloem.org like a page so that you can visit you can have access to materials also and then we post a daily meditation on this particular uh, facebook page so every day you can go there pick a word for the day meditate on it and see the way your day is going to turn out you know don't just rush out go there take something eat it you know most of us take breakfast we need to take breakfast also in the world so take the word of god eat it digest it meditate on it throughout the day following day take another before you know it in one year you will look back and you'll be surprised that is this me that's the way it is the word of god transforms so every day you can get access to uh, daily doses of uh, the word of god via this particular facebook page and you can also share with your friends post it on your wall social media spread the word so that more people can learn about this particular life that we live and i pray that as you do this the lord will cause this light to continue to shine in every area of your life in jesus mighty name so thank you so much for listening to this uh, week's episode we'll be back next week by the grace of god if the lord has not returned and uh, till then uh keep enjoying your freedom in christ jesus god bless you bye